0: Welcome to Myths and Minefields, a talk show where entrepreneurs and leaders share their stories and journey. Everyone has a story and it is this story that paves the way for others to find their path. So join us every week where we share their successes and failure, myths and lessons
1: learned. Here is your host, Tomi Abibu.
0: Hi everyone, this is Tomi Abibu here again, and I've got a very special guest with me today. Um, This is Trevor, and he's the founder of CasaBerry.com, a logistic um, consulting company for coaches, consultants, and e-commerce business. Um, Hi Trevor, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, thank you for having me.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on Myths and Minefields. It's a pleasure for, uh, to have you here with me. Um, I want to start by asking you, why did you make a decision to um, create this um, service for, um, for consultants and coaches?
1: Gotcha. So um, originally, I was an electrical engineering major in college. And about three months before I graduated, I dislocated my shoulder playing basketball. So um, that same night, uh, you know, I was in a lot of pain, but I've never liked taken pain medicine because it always left me ro- groggy in the morning. Mm. So I just stayed up the entire night until I could fall asleep. And um, I don't know, the thought came in my mind, Trevor, how are you going to pay off your student loans? Because, you know, you got almost six figures in student loans. And when you graduate, you'll, you'll make like 60 to 70,000 maybe. And that's not enough. Mm-mm. And I'm like, you know, basketball is not going to be a way to make income anymore. Uh, And the only other two ways I made money before was as a lifeguard and um, as a math tutor. And I'm like, that's not going to be enough to make up the difference. So that Mm -hmm. same night, I just decided I have to start studying business and money and investing. And um, it all started, I was watching an NBA game the same night, and I just Mm -hmm. wrote down 10 10 things I would change about the NBA and from there, I kept adding to it day by day as my interest was, was getting further into it. And it, it ended up becoming like my first full out business plan where um, it was to create a pro basketball league in New York City. And um, what I realized, I'm, I'm like, Trevor, this, this thing is gonna cost you you know, a million or something dollars. You don't even have the money for your student loans. So how are you <laughs> supposed to pay for this? And uh, in the end I realized I didn't necessar- I didn't necessarily need a bunch of money to do it. I just needed for all the team owners to own the businesses that it took to support the league. So if we needed jerseys, we need one team owner to own, you know, a clothing company. If we need food, one person got to own a restaurant or a food truck. If we need, you know, advertising, somebody got to own a media company. And you know, I just wrote down this list to like 20 to 30 mm. businesses. So when I came back home, Every friend and family member I could possibly tell, I told them, sat them down, broke down the whole league situation and answered questions to the point I had people excited to, you know, start all these different businesses because they're like, oh, wow. seven years is all we need. You know, I'll do, I'll start the laundromat. I'll do this business. I'll do that business. And people, you know, I'm, I'm kind of helping people do all of this stuff just from my, you know, self-studies of business, because I, as, at one point I had to write down the NBA and basically every income stream I could see that they had and then study that industry so I could understand it just to prepare for my own league. Um, That was, let's say, May of 2016. By uh, March of 2017, me and my wife moved in together. Uh, April of 2017, we find out she's pregnant. So then May of 2017, it's like, you don't got seven years to start a, this this league. You got to start a business now, now. you know, because, yes. uh, you know, my regular salary again wasn't going to be enough. And um, I was watching an interview of um, Dr. Boyce Watkins. He was interviewing uh, Andre Hatcher, who's like one of my business mentors now. And um, he was talking about the mobile notary business and how you know it's recession proof and low cost and i almost went with that until the next sentence out of his mouth was consulting was the fastest growing small business in america so i was i was like i can start business consulting tomorrow because i've basically Mm. been doing it for the last year with Mm. everybody with all these businesses to support the league so at that point the basketball league idea you know just went on the back burner and I've been consulting businesses and, and uh, you know, new entrepreneurs since then. So that's, it's been four years now.
0: Wow. That's amazing. There's one thing that I got from what you said is that the fact that it was something uh, that happened to you that gave you that right. realization to, you know, to get up and go and start a business, um, For sure. but why is it that most, most people, especially people that start other business, why is it that it has to come to a point where, (laughs) (laughs) where you are at at the edge before you take that decision to go and start a business?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're somebody who, whose family was already into entrepreneurship and was preparing you your whole life to pursue that, then, you know, you wouldn't, it wouldn't take for something bad to happen. Uh, or for something unforeseen to happen but you know most of us especially if you went to college you're you you're doing that to prepare for a specific job not necessarily to run the company mm-hmm. so you know even even if you get a doc you know a med school degree you're not going there to own a hospital you're not- going there to be a surgeon or something like that right to be a doctor so um when something happens and it's just like oh I this could jeopardize me if I only depend on this, Is you know, entrepreneurship always mm. seems like the only, the only thing else you can do, because it's not like you're going to be able to work two, there's no way I could work two full-time engineering jobs at the same mm. time, so, and that would be the only other way.
0: Yeah, I do, I do agree with you, because, you know, a lot of people, we don't have that, um, But when you go to school you're not conditioned you're not being trained as an entrepreneur you're not being trained from a business point of view and then you just the safest place to be is to be at (laughs) your job until you realize that okay you know what my salary ain't gonna cut it
1: (laughs) right and the number one thing oh go ahead no go on i always felt like the number one thing was if you can find like something you're really good at at work and mix that with something you're interested in or something you're really good outside of work and mix that with what you what you do at work you can like find a niche somewhere and get paid like mm. on the side but if, if, if your interests are, are totally unrelated to, w- to what you do as a profession then at that point you got to like make a decision to go with one yeah the other. yeah
0: yeah okay brilliant. Really. now go- going back to your um, helping of consultants um do you feel that a lot of people within that niche within that industry like consultants mm. and coaches do they do you feel that they believe that they need this help so you are you focus mainly uh, from your company like a logistic consultant mm-hmm. now when you approach someone say for example someone that has an e-commerce business or a coach uh, or co- consultant how would they know they need that help
1: um so number one if you're launching a new product or, or starting a new project You need help because you can't do it just though, right? Like, and if you don't, if you haven't learned that yet, then you're going to learn that on probably your next project. Mm -hmm. Um, So many people may have a team in place, but it's, you know, if that's the same team that was in place for your last project, you always want to bring in a new pair of eyes, at least from the outside. Um, So that's pretty much who I speak to when I see people that say they're going to be developing a course or or, uh, launching a new product uh, or launching a new website, anything like that. I know that's my time where I can go in and ask a few questions. And nowadays, Mm -hmm. the main three questions I ask are what are their customer acquisition product, uh, their customer retention product, and their customer creation product. And typically, they'll have One of the first two, or maybe they'll have, you know, both the the customer acquisition and the customer retention product, but they usually never uh, understood the concept of customer creation, which I really got from my background in engineering. Um, Pretty much in engineering, especially in uh, electrical design, they kind of teach you whatever output you're looking for, you can manipulate you know, a microchip or a circuit to do that, it's just a matter of is it in the boundaries of what the rest of the circuit can hold, you know, as far mm-hmm. as heat or something like that. So I kind of do that with businesses, but the boundaries are much wider for what you're allowed to do with a business. Mm-hmm. So um, I bring that same approach. So as far as customer acquisition, you know, m- maybe it'll be, you know, a book, right? That, that'll be the first time a customer sees you as a new coach then your customer retention product would be your your coaching services, right? So Mm -hmm. at that point, they come into you over the course of a few weeks or a few months for your services. But, you know, don't think that you're going to keep somebody forever and they're just paying you $5 a month or $50 a month, $100 for the rest of their life. At some point, it's supposed to end because they're going to execute the plan that you helped them create. And then they'll come back when it's it's something new. Um, And then lastly, customer creation, the best way to explain it is Imagine if uh, you sold oranges, right? And Mm. somehow you were able to get your orange in front of everybody in the world who said that they like oranges. So, you know, one percentage of them is going to continue buying it because they like them. Another percentage is going to discontinue buying them because they like oranges, just not your oranges, Mm. right? And then your your next step there would be either, what most people would think, create a bunch of new oranges and keep giving them to the people that said they didn't like them to try and bring them on board. But what I thought was, You can go to the people who said they never tried an orange before, don't know what an orange is. The key is they have to buy it without going in specifically for the orange. So maybe you Mm. uh, negotiate a deal with the person who sells pineapples and you say, hey, every time somebody buys a pineapple, give them this complimentary orange. Or every time somebody buys a bundle of pineapples, give them this complimentary orange obviously in the back and you negotiate so you still get paid you know uh, a profit for it and now that pineapple person can justify raising their prices and then now those people who are going in to buy pineapples who never had an orange before now they're essentially becoming new customers because they're like Oh, now I know what oranges are, and I like these things. Or they're saying, now I know what oranges are, and I don't like them. But the ones who do are immediately new customers in the audience. So now you're not pitching to the uh, a fixed size niche. You're pitching to a niche that continues to grow.
0: Mm. I like the way you've um, simplified that, and it's so so yeah. clear. It's so so. I, I love the oranges and and, and pineapple <laughs> simplification. It's so clear. And what I Gather from that is the fact that you um, it gives you an opportunity to collaborate. If you look at exactly. these big big companies as well is the uh, ability that they have to collaborate with other companies, that's what's made them even bigger. Because exactly. in as much as you want to you have, you want to own your business, you can't be a mono you can't there's no monopolization within in this because if you want to go bigger then you just need to collaborate you get a percentage off from um helping another company well they right. are growing you're growing is a win-win situation and that's what i gather from what you just said
1: exactly and, and it all came back to that idea of realizing to start that first basketball league i needed I couldn't do it by myself, no matter how much money I had. I really just needed that large team and network. So now when I, when I go through that with my clients, they get the concept.
0: I, You know what? I believe that this part of what you've mentioned, it's not been um, emphasized enough.
1: No, not, not at he, all.
0: It's not, because if you have a look at what's been said, um, information that's on online, it's more of um, as you said, customer acquisition, grow mm-hmm. your business, increase sales, this, 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 that. But what about collaborating, you know, not necessarily signing a, a, a massive contract with anyone, but how can you benefit from, you know, helping another company and you taking a certain percentage by helping on, like, I mean, there are like affiliates and things like that. It's kind of like that, but not in a different way. So right. I I feel that this part of the service, this consultant, it needs to be out there even if, if um, more than it is right now. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that I mean that that's basically why our, our our customers choose us is when I when we explain the customer uh creation portion. So, you know, right now that that's why my team has me out here speaking to people like you who can help me spread that message. Uh because the main thing is. The two, the two best ways to explain it, especially the small businesses are one, it's so much easier when you don't have to make a hundred percent of your sales. So imagine if you were making the same amount of sales, but you only had to make 40% of them because you had 10 other businesses out there selling a small portion of your sales, or, you know, on the back end, It's it's almost like having your own sales team, but instead of you having to hire them, you're just creating valuable partnerships. But the, the second part of it is understanding what products you can create that you can always bundle into a deal. Because if you don't have a product to insert into a deal, Uh, you know there's no way for another business to partner with you or really collaborate with you at that point Mm. you're just like a a salesman yourself as opposed to being a partner so you know identifying who you can who you can partner with but also making sure you have a product that uh, is valuable enough to be inserted into any deal
0: yeah brilliant that's that's amazing what about um what would you say are the myths or misconceptions within your industry
1: uh specifically or um yeah or logistics
0: yeah, yeah.
1: okay either, so either. as far as logistics uh when most people hear that term they're gonna think of you know trucking or, or manufacturing like a conveyor belt or something like that or distribution of goods which that's that's what it means for i guess if you want to say the the logistics industry just because they kind of hijack the word but logistics as far as um you know engineers are concerned is really in design so my, in my background with logistics was really for um, electrical design as far as buildings uh, and residential centers, as, and, and also for like microchips. So um, number one, logistics is not just trucking. <laughs> so there's a logistics to every business. Uh, and number two is consulting. A lot of people just think you just run ads and, and people come to you and that's it. And it's like, no, that that's not what it is. You still have to go out and... and find these clients yourself and show that show the value. Uh, I won't necessarily say you have to work for everybody for free, but you may have to do a lot more bartering in the beginning than uh, you expected uh, if you didn't already have a coach or mentor preparing you for it. Uh, but what I've noticed is the key, especially to any small business, uh, especially for coaches and consultants, which is why I kind of speak with them specifically uh, as far as, as well as e-commerce businesses is, you you as a coach and, and a consultant, you have the ability to partner with almost any business within one industry. Like if I find, you know, let's say, Tommy, me and you created a, a partnership where now, mm-hmm. you know, you're using this platform to promote my book and, I, and I'm and i using my book to promote your platform, right? At the same mm-hmm. time. We're not necessarily exchanging money, but now every time I make a sale, you know, you're getting a percentage. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you get a stream, I'm getting a percentage. And mm-hmm. now I, I know, oh, because I'm the coaching consultant, I can do this with every uh, media company out there. I don't just have to do it with Tommy. As opposed mm-hmm. to if you were like a, a e-commerce business specifically, you kind of want to have one vendor that you use, one, two, three is a max. But as far as a coaching consultant, you can go and partner with, it's, it's unlimited businesses. Yeah. But if you're not in the mindset of partnering and creating these collaboration products, you're gonna be struggling or, you know, you're only gonna be working off of referrals that you already knew before you started. Mm.
0: That is deep, that is so deep. That is so deep. And um, and I think that, to be honest, if you, um, like all the guests I have on the on the show, like their resources are on my page on my website. It's forward slash myths and minefields. So what I tend to do is put their information, not information, their product, their uh, a link of their product that they have and put it on there. Some of them are affiliated um, uh, aff- affiliate links, like when someone gets um, the product, then I, I get a, a some total reality on it. That right. is the logic behind it. Exactly. So and, and, and it's a win-win situation because people are going to watch or listen and I'm like, okay, I want to be part of what you are offering. And sometimes because I, I get lots of people on and they might not get the details. But the details would be on the same page on my website, which makes <laughs> <Exactly>. life <laughs> which exactly. makes life a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. Perfect. And and, and probably your, your background in business uh, helped you even see those kind of um, yeah possibilities. You know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. As far as coaches, a, a lot of people, you know, new coaches think they have to do it on their own. They create their own brand, but if you look at the bigger coaches, just like you know the bigger corporations of the world, as soon as they get to a certain level, they always mm. start collaborating with each other. It's like yeah. they fight to get to that level and then it's all teamwork at that point. So, yeah, you know, yeah. If you, if you start the teamwork at the bottom, you move up much faster.
0: Yeah, you move up faster. That's that's very true. Now, is, is there any lessons that you believe that you've learned so far in your journey that you feel that someone else might benefit from?
1: Yes. Yeah, so uh, before I even get into specific lessons, um, basically all of the introductory information for business and investing that I, you know, compiled. Before, I used to have to charge people to sit in front of them and speak to them and and the price was going up. So my wife, who is a publishing consultant, finally convinced me, Trevor, you need to just write this stuff in a book. That way people can always get it and they can just keep it. So that's how I came up with my book series, which is uh, Futter Hustler, Volume 1. And this Mm. is all about um, business, and uh, how to identify and monetize your existing skill set and then last year i released for the hustler volume two the investment versus the investor and that one is all about identifying and establishing your own investment morals uh, which will make you a more profitable investor because you'll be a much more disciplined investor so those two things alone is number one you can monetize any skill set that you have, right? That's the first thing I I understood. I had some clients who just couldn't find a a skill that they could monetize because they didn't believe many of the skills they have were something that they could monetize. Then I had other clients who had 50 skills that they thought all of them could monetize, they just couldn't choose which one to start with. Um, So when you meet with us, especially uh, when you have for the Hustler Volume 1, uh, it breaks down the steps, uh, the 10 pillars of a business plan uh that I outlet that I outlined in the book and how to go about identifying which skill set is the first one that you should monetize because you're the closest to being able to monetize that mm. one. And the revenue from that one you can use to monetize the next and you know create a circuit, if you will. Um, and number two is once you start making money, you need to start investing. One, cause uh you know it's better than saving and Two, if you don't invest it, you're going to spend it. And especially if you're a small business, it's so easy to end up doing that. So um, the only way to really stick to doing that is to create a you know, some sort of discipline regimen, just like some people will have to do with their fitness or their meal planning. You have to do with your investing because there's a million investments out there that you can make. But once you establish your investment morals, you can, you know, narrow them down into 10 and then prioritize which one you're mm. choosing and why.
0: Mm. Oh, that's, that's so good. Because you're taking someone from, you know, identifying what they should monetize and once they start making money... You're showing them the path of investing that money, so it becomes like a you know something that it's something that is churning more like a manufacturing and right. making more and more and more. Exactly. Then, yeah, yeah, it's 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 very needed right now. I believe it's very very needed because, um, like I was speaking to someone earlier on today, where there is so much information out there, and um, you. You, if you're not careful, there is a chance that you may be overwhelmed. That eventually you don't get anything done. But if right. you have like a guide to to help you, you know, get that skill, because everyone has got something, right? Something. It's just the ability to bring it out and monetize it. And the the, the, the social media, this day and age, has made it a little bit easier. But then at the same time, there's just so much information. So let's bring that. Let's consolidate that <laughs> and make it something great amazing so if someone wants to connect with you and want to find out more about how you can help them um, in creating these um, this monetizing their product or helping them with their investment or any logistic from all that you've explained where is the best place to connect with you
1: well if they want to access my book series uh for the hustler volumes one and two they can find them at hustlerbooks.com and uh, they'll also be able to pre-order for the Hustler Volume 3, which releases at the end of this year. And that one will be all about how to negotiate from any position, mm. including uh, employee, uh, consumer, a merchant, and as what, was, what some people would call the middleman or the agent in between. Um, so you can find the book series at hustlerbooks.com. If you're looking to get a business assessment or um, you know, uh, a free call or or some sort of strategy call to see where we could actually help you, you can do that at Casaberry.com. And if you know that you want help, and maybe you just, uh, you know, you don't have the time to sit down and do a one-on-one consistently, but you know that you can work better by text, I do have a a coaching by text service that's available uh, via Instagram. So if you go to my Instagram, uh, my personal one, which is Don, D-O-N underscore Trevolta T R E V Mm -hmm. O-L-T-A, you can hit the book now button and the business coaching by tech services is there where you can text me essentially every day for the month and I can answer whatever questions you have and send you whatever links you need.
0: Brilliant. And all of the um, information that you've mentioned would be in the description um, on on the video. And also if you're uh, you're listening on the podcast would be in the description so you can have a look and um, you can click and, and get connected immediately it's yes thank you so much Trevor it's been so great that you're, you're able to join me and I did enjoy and even myself you've you know enlightened me about okay you know the service that you're providing and, and the, the benefits of this you know especially the last part which is the customer creation part and yes. <laughs> it's not been emphasized enough and I believe that it's beneficial in this day and age that things are going global so why not
1: collaborate you know and it's Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to take your excitement for that piece. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm actually going to go in, I'll, I'll edit up castberry.com uh, in the next few weeks to emphasize it more because I, I think yeah. uh, you, you just drove it home. That's one thing since I've been doing a lot of these interviews that uh, people are drawing more to out of the three, mm. it's always the creation piece. So I think yes. I'll, I, I'll take your, 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 your advice to emphasize yes, that. More. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, and it just it just helps you to know that you know, you, no man is an island. You know, we are we. There has to be some some level of symbiotic relationship where one person benefits from another. Gonna the days where it's just the big dogs, you know. Right. grabbing everything from everyone <laughs> but now you know people are more well informed now with this information let's share it let's all benefit from it and i i i i just love that that idea like what we're doing right now it's it's a it's a win-win situation for 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 both parties and that's the way sure. you know the world should 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 move on to should, should be i
1: appreciate it and I, i'm i'm i appreciate you for this time i needed it
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Trevor. it's been great thank you for coming on
1: of course thank you for having me
0: thanks for joining us on myths and minefields podcast with your host tomi abibu if you have enjoyed the show and gained some insight we would love your support for this show by leaving us a five-star review if you would like to see more Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcasts available. We love to see you again soon.